Thanks for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. That's great. You know, on Friday night, we um, had a big move of the Holy Spirit. It was real cool to see. We didn't expect it. It just came out of nowhere. We, we were, I think, in the room an hour and a half later than the night ended. Kids just stayed to get filled with the Holy Spirit, to get healed, to see all this stuff broken. And again, it's, it's not, not so much to... It's a great thing to celebrate, but it's more of, I, I just want to set the, the tone for what God is doing in this place. I know last week with Nikki Nusifora was powerful. And I, I want to remind us, come on, it, the power is not in a guest speaker. The power is not in a moment. The power is in the Holy Spirit. The power is in Jesus. And if you need a miracle, if you need a move in your life, if, if you need Him to do the impossible, reach out. Yeah. Reach out. Just, just, just reach out to Him. Come on, He can do it in an instant, yeah. in a moment. You don't want to miss what he has for you. I don't want you to miss what he has for you. This life is too short. Come on, the, the world is too important for us to miss what he wants to do with us, what he wants to do with you. Life is too short to just sit in your seat, go, that was great, go back to work. Come on, you're called to go out into the world, preach the gospel, go out to your world, lead people to Jesus. You've got everything you need in you. Stop sitting back, it's time to reach out. Come on, I'm just excited when, when, when people say yes, when they're doing all these great things and, I don't know, it gets me going. It's awesome. It's great. Well, hey, we're continuing this series on, on mind monsters, looking at the mind and our thoughts and our, our patterns, all of these things that really define us quite a lot. And it, I think it's very important that we talk about it. I think it's a great series that we've been going through. Again, we've had some great weeks, some very powerful moments. And I'll keep going back to it. I don't know this is where it was going to go, but I think it's great that in, in a series on mental health, so many moments have been happening in the altar. So many moments of prayer and healing and power. And I feel like God is saying this isn't just something that we read about. This isn't just something that we theorize and that we, okay, great, I'm going to work on this myself. But it's going, Jesus, I'm bringing it all to you. I love it. I think it's so great. I just, I just popped in my head then. I was like, actually, that's really cool that we're seeing that. I love it. But you know, the, the, the reason why this is a great thing to talk about is because I, I, you know, I know as humans, and you know as well, that we've got a great tendency to ignore what we don't understand, right? When even we're talking a lot about Holy Spirit stuff tonight, and maybe that's a bit foreign to you. Maybe for some of you, that's been a foreign concept, right? Because we get God the Father, that's easy, right? Jesus the Son, yep, yeah, Easter, I get that. Holy Spirit just doesn't that sounds a bit weird, doesn't fit. Like, what, what's going on? And, and when you don't understand something, you ignore it, right? But and I hope as you've been in church these last couple of months, we've been talking about being spirit-led. We've been talking about the kingdom of God and we understand how the Holy Spirit works in us and He works through us. And, and if you've encountered the power of the Holy Spirit, you've encountered here the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I'm sure you're going, oh, I could never live without Him. How great is that? Right? And in the same way, I believe there's a almost Trinitarian thing inside of us that if we don't understand something, we ignore it, and that is how we are created. Because if we're going to look at our, the little mind monsters, we're going to look at our mental health, we're going to look at our, our thought patterns, is we need to understand how we were created. Right? Think of it as our spiritual anatomy, if you will, which is mind, body, and spirit. Right? We aren't just a bag of bones. You're not just a lump of flesh that's just here one day. Is You were created uniquely, formed intentionally. God didn't just go boom, but there's actually a, a few parts to us. 
right? And again, just as we wouldn't go, I love Jesus, I love the Holy Spirit, but I'm not about God the Father, I just don't believe in it. Like, you, as a Christian, you'd be like, oh, that's, something's wrong there, right? Again, I'm going, oh, I love God the Father, I love Holy Spirit, but what's the cross about? What? You'd be like, oh my goodness, right? Well, when there's imbalance, it, it can throw us off. We, we see that something's not right in the same way. We, we look at how we were created, which is mind, body, and spirit. And going, am I aware of these things so I'm not ignoring something? So I want to start tonight by giving you a crash course, right? A crash course of how we are created, of who we are, because we don't know what we don't know, and we ignore what we don't know. So let's get into it. So the body, number one, this is the part of us, the Bible refers to as the flesh pretty frequently, right? If you've read the Bible, you see it talk about the flesh, this is what it's talking about. Uh, Now the flesh is the part of us that sins, right? It wants earthly desires, selfish things, uh, when we make bad decisions that don't line up with God, right? This is where the flesh comes into play, our our body. In, In Matthew 26, Jesus talks about it like this, that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Come on, you have those moments of, oh, I know I shouldn't do it, but I just, oh, I just think I will, and I know I shouldn't say it, but oh, they deserve it. And, you know, sometimes we lean into it, sometimes we try not to lean into it. It happens, right? It's all a part of us, right? It's a part of us that has been corrupted by sin, right? But that doesn't mean that it always has to be like that or has been like that. In all of this, again, we don't just beat ourselves up and go, I'm terrible, I'm the worst. No, that doesn't sound like something that we should talk about that God created. Because we cannot forget that our body was created by God. Genesis 2, 7, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground, breathed life into us. He formed us. He created us. The the, the purpose of our body. 1 Corinthians says that don't you know your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit? So it is meant to be a good thing, right? This is how we were created, that we are body, we are flesh. This is a part of us. Number two, our spirit. This is our innermost being, right? And this one, there is something truly special and spiritual about this part. I think Andre touched on a little bit of this uh, as he was doing some of the Bible verses in, in prayer tonight. How good was that, by the way? Ooh, man, I was like, just keep going for 20 more minutes and we'll just call it a day, right? <laughs> but the Spirit is the part of us that is created of us that connects with God. It's spirit on spirit. Psalms 103 says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Psalm 139, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. This is how we connect with God, right? Spirit on spirit, because that is who God is. And again, if you've had that moment when you've connected with God, when your spirit connects with Him, you know it. Like, man, it just, oh, it feels so right. Maybe it's in a moment in worship or you've received prayer from someone and you just feel, you just connect with God going, oh, this is it. Maybe it's as you've been reading the scripture or in prayer and it just, you go, oh, I've connected with God. I, again, if you've, if you've experienced that, you know it. If you haven't, I can't wait for you to experience it one day because that part is meant to and only created to connect with God, right? I, I think about, and this is the, the problem that we all face, that all of it, everyone we know is facing, is there's a part of us, and maybe before you knew Jesus, of going, oh, I, I just, I don't feel full, Right, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find my, my validation in other people. I'm, I'm trying to fill this empty thing inside of me, and I, I imagine it's like um, those, those kids' toys, you know? You know, they've got the star shape, the square shape, the circle shape, whatever shape, and you see the kids so frustrated trying to fit the star into the circle. Like, why isn't it going in? 
And that's what we do as humans is we're trying to fulfill this need in us that only God can fill. Our spirit is only designed to connect with His Spirit. So come on, if you've been trying to find purpose, if you've been trying to, to find and fill that emptiness inside of you, tonight very clearly let me say the answer is Jesus. And I'll give you an opportunity tonight to, and if you haven't already, to encounter Him and to say, I, I need you, come on, fill the emptiness inside of me. That is what our spirit is. But what I focus on tonight, the last one, is the soul. The soul is who we are, our identity. The soul is our life force, it's our emotions, our desires, our personalities. And I think this is the part we can sort of ignore and go, oh, I get that one, I get that one, but oh, I'd rather leave this one to the side. See, soul and mind, very interchangeable. That's why we're talking about this. In Deuteronomy, it says, the Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart, with all your soul. Now, if we look to the Hebrew here, heart is the word lebab, which means your mind. So, done, right? There we go. Your soul, nefesh, means personality. So that's what it's talking about there. The classic one in Romans 12 too. Don't conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's obviously something that God wants us to be taking care of. It's obviously something that He cares about going, hey, I've got a specific plan for you here. And again, we, we, we talk about it in baptism where we go, the old is gone, the new has come. And this is where we go, well, it means that he has a plan for our body. It means he has a plan for our spirit. It means he has a plan for our mind and our soul as well. Because why this is important is that, man, if, if we're dealing with the body, right? I'm dealing with my temptations. I'm dealing with acting out, all of these different things. And, well, my spirit is connecting with God. I'm doing worship. I'm raising my hands. I'm singing Break Every Chain. This is great. But, man, if, if my soul's a mess... If my mind is all over the place, man, you can have the best car. You can be doing your six-month service. Wow, good on you. But man, if, you're, if you've just got a madman at the wheel, man, that's not good because that is, it is the, the, the ship. It is the heart of the ship, right? Steering us, steering us where we go. I'm sure we've all been controlled by our thoughts before, controlled by our insecurities, our anxieties. When we have the, the blessing of hindsight and look back and we go, man, I can't believe I believe that lie about myself. I can't believe I looked at people that way. Because it does, it controls us, because it's who we are. So we need to look at our mental state. We need to look at, again, those weaker moments where we go, man, that really did control me. It's important that we talk about it because our default, our default is, as good Australians, right? Push it down, ignore it, get it in there. Don't, want to, don't address it. Hide it away. Good boy, right? That's what we do, isn't it? We're all as bad as each other. Don't worry. You'd be very, I'm, I'm very good at it. I'm so good at pushing those things down. You'd be all proud. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> but we all do it. And the, the reason why I say that is because this isn't a, hey, someone's nailed it. Let's talk about this. This is a, we're all going through it. And it should be talked about. Why? Because if there's an imbalance in God's creation, it would be, it needs to be addressed, Right? It is true because we look at imbalancing God's creation, right? We look at the world, we see injustice, and we go, well, hold on, we need to talk about that. We see an imbalance, and again, if someone was to say, I believe in God, the Father, the Holy Spirit, but not Jesus, we'd go, oh, that's an imbalance. You're missing out on something. Come on, spiritual disciplines as well. If someone was to say, yeah, I pray that, no, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I'll never fast. Go, oh, you're missing out on something great, right? If there's an imbalance, the imbalance needs to be addressed. In the same way there's an imbalance in us, 
that needs to be addressed. We need to look at the soul, look at our mind and say, God, am I saying your will be done? Or am I just don't want to deal with it? Hide it away. Don't bring those thoughts up. We've got to look at these things and address it to go, how am I stewarding what God has given me? Because God has entrusted you your life. Your life is not your own. I know we live in a society where it's you do you and, you know, make your own success, hustle and grind. You've got to remember that your life is not your own. It was given to you by God. And God has given you a purpose. It's not just Sim's character, have fun for the next 80 to 90 years maybe if you're healthy and good luck. No, no, it is, hey, I created you for a purpose. I knit you together in your mother's womb because I knew you and knew you by name and I've called you to do something, to be someone. I've, I've talked about this the last couple of times, but we, we've got to remember that we've been given the most precious resource from Jesus, which is souls on earth. He didn't give us, okay, hey, you've been saved, fantastic, welcome to the family, clean the dishes, right? Scrub the floor. No, let's go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Go out and save the, the thing, the people that I love the most. He trusted you with that. Yeah. Trusted me with that. Good. Sometimes I go, well, man, I'm, I'm not stewarding myself very well, and so I'm not able to do that very well either. It's a stewardship issue. Uh, stewardship issue. Am I looking after what God has given me? Because he breathed life into us, remember? He set us apart, given us intentionality, sets us apart from the animals and all of those different things. Set us apart to do a great work. So we talk about it, we look at these things, whether we're good or not, right? Because you might be here going, nah, Ben, I'm good. I do ice baths every week. My mental game is strong. I don't want you to have to hit rock bottom to realize you should have been putting the reps in, right? You don't want to have to just dive off the cliff and be like, oops, better jump on it now. Come on, see the curve before you get there. So you can be great. So you can keep doing what you've been called to do. So you can be at the top of your game for when Jesus needs you. Right, for when the world needs you, for when your friends need you, when your family members need you. We want to be that, don't we? We want to be helpful. We don't want to be a hindrance. So let's look at how we can do that, how we can steward this well. Now, if we're talking about stewardship, we've got to look to how Jesus taught about this. And the, the parable of the talents is, is quite a famous story when it comes to stewardship, ownership, and using what we've been given, right? So I, I want to go through that for the start to, to look at what we're meant to do. Right, so it starts in Matthew 25, and Jesus says this. He says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of, ma- of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, one bag to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest. The servant with two bags began to invest. And the story goes on, the master comes back and it says the master was full of praise as the, the two servants came back and saying, here's, I, I've multiplied, you gave me five, here is five more, you gave me two, here is two more. He said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. Now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. See, we're going to camp there for a second because what we've got to focus on is the reward given right? The praise received of the well done, good and faithful, let's go celebrate, hey, you did a good job. That wasn't about what was given back, right? He wasn't looking at the Excel spreadsheet going, man, I've got to earn at least 14 more to make cover costs and wages and all. No, no you, did, you got the amount, fantastic. No, it was about they used what they were entrusted with. That was the celebration. That was the well done, good and faithful servant. You did what I asked you to do. You used the gifts, the talents, the whatever that I've given you 
that was the point. That was the point. And that's where things get dicey now, because then we go to, well, what happens if we don't do that? What happens if we don't use what we were trusted to by Jesus, what we were given by Him? It says, the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the money. Man, I don't know much about digging holes, but that just seems like a bad I Get a treasure chest or something, I don't know. But the, the idea there that can apply to this is that, which we all do, which is I don't want to do anything wrong. I don't want to make the wrong call. I don't want to make things worse. So we bury it. We hide it. We push it away, right? No, no, no. We, you know, we read these stories and we're always, I'm the other two servants. Yes, I'm doing good. I, Jesus, I'm multiplying it. I wouldn't bury it. I wouldn't bury what you've given me. That's ridiculous. I'd never bury relationships that need to be addressed. I'd never bury doubts that need to be discussed or insecurities and negative self-talk. I'd, I'd never bury those things and push them down and not deal with it and not use what you've given me. But we do. See, we, we bury things all the time. We are that servant. We bury things because I don't want to do the wrong thing. It starts with a good intention of, oh, I, I, want, I'm, I want to be a good Christian. I'm not meant to have those doubts. I'm not meant to be struggling with these things, right? I'm a good Christian. I don't want to get so frustrated that I cut someone out at the lights, right? So I'm just going to bury it down. I'm going to push it down. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm going to push it down. I don't want to do something wrong. But that does not equate doing the right thing. That is not a kingdom principle. There's not a kingdom principle at all, bearing our problems. Because, man, the reason why, the reason why you right now need to stop burying your problems, the reason you need to stop ignoring the issues, ignoring the warning signs, ignoring the doubt, the insecurities, the anxieties, the, the negative self-talk, the, the doubt on your character, the reason is when we are doing that, when you are burying those problems, you are essentially saying there is no hope. You're saying, well, there's no hope. There's no hope for change. There's no hope for healing. Come on, we see that we, we sing that there is power in the name of Jesus, except for these problems. No, no, I've dealt with it. I, I dug a shallow grave. It's all good. Come on, we cannot forget there is power in the name of Jesus. Stop pushing Jesus out of the equation by dealing with these things yourself, by just ignoring them and ah, it'll go away. Come on, it is not good. It is, it is not helpful. And you know, I think it's fantastic that as a society we've destigmatized mental health and we can talk about it and we, and we aren't ashamed of it and we're aware of these things. That is fantastic. But man, I, I think in a, a part of this is in doing that is we've, we've lowered the expectation. We've lowered the expectation that Jesus is healer and he wants to complete us and he wants to heal us. Man, I see it so much as we, we see someone in a wheelchair and we go, be healed in the name of Jesus. And then someone goes, well, I'm struggling with my thoughts and there's just a bit of hesitancy around like, ah, oh, it's all good, we all go through it, it's true. But we cannot forget that Jesus is healer. We cannot forget that he is a healing God. We cannot disempower the physical, spiritual or mental healing of Jesus. We need to ask for help. Stop dealing with it yourself. Because you know, you know in yourself what that's given you. I know in me that all those things are pushed down and that comes rising back up. We need to go to Jesus. We cannot forget who he is. Church, if you remember one thing tonight, do not forget who God is. 
no matter the mountain you are facing, no matter the challenge that is coming your way, no matter the oppression, no matter anything, do not forget who he is, right? Oh, it's not PC to talk about that. Oh, no, I can't do, oh, that would be uncomfortable. Come on, again, if, if, if your prayer for the person in the wheelchair would see them walking, I don't think they're gonna, they're gonna say, oh, like, oh, that was a bit awkward. Come on, we, we have that power in us. That is the power of God. Because that, that was the issue with, with this person in the parable of the talents is his view of the master quickly soured to justify his actions, right? It's like, oh, I, don't, I was afraid, so I buried it. What did he say? Oh, master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. Now, that didn't seem to be the character we've seen so far, or the other two weren't afraid of that, were they? Oh, I was afraid I'd lose your money, so I hid it in the ground. This is guy, William Barclay, he uh, describes it like this. He says, while the third servant's description of the master as a grasping capitalist is not meant to be an allegorical description of God, right? Just because it's written in there doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't mean that's a description of who God is. It does say God does expect and reward... Cre- Sorry, God does expect and reward creative use of the opportunities for service which are open to us. If we mistakenly view God as a hard taskmaster, it will be hard for us to respond to him in a loving and open way. We are to use his gifts responsibly, but also adventurously. But just just that part there, if we mistakenly view God as a hard taskmaster, it will be hard for us to respond to him in a loving and open way. Oh, I can't give those things to God. He'll be disappointed. I, I, I can't express those feelings to God because, well, it's, you're not meant to. Uh, like I, again, whatever your view of God is, is whether that he could never help me. My problems are too big. He could never help me. My, my issues are too grand. I don't know what, what Jesus, what your Jesus could do for that. To the other side of, oh, I, just, I don't want to let him down. He's going to be mad at me, right? He's waiting for me to trip up to say I've been a bad steward, on, whichever part of the pendulum you're swinging there, you've got to bring it right back to who Jesus is. Come on, do you believe that God wants to heal you? Not just physically. Come on, remember what are we? Body, spirit, soul. Do you believe that God wants to heal you? Do you think he can? These are questions that we need to go, is this the God I believe in? Because if it is, well then what is my response? What am I doing in response to that? Our response should be, I will reach out to you. I will reach out to you, Jesus. I will never hold back. I will never dig down. I will extend out saying, Jesus, I need you. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to overcome this. I don't know what to do, but I reckon you do. I reckon you could help. We need to reach out to him because that is the good response of who he is. Because when you reach out in faith, you're met back with power because faith pleases God. Faith moves mountains, right? And there's an interaction with Jesus. That's the good part of the story, right? Which is, let's see what happens when he is characterized appropriately. When Jesus is treated as Jesus, when Lord is treated as Lord, when healer is treated as healer. Let's see what happens in comparison. Luke 8, 43. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, a big physical issue. She could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus as he was walking by, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately the bleeding stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? 
Everyone denied it. Peter said, well, the whole crowd's pressing against you. Like everyone's around. But Jesus said, no, someone deliberately, come on, that's the word there, deliberately touched me, reached out. For I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized this, she could not stay uh, hidden. She began to tremble, fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she touched him and that she'd been healed. Come on, how great is this? Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. That's it. Your faith has made you well. We can spend so much time. I need to fix this. I need to do this. And again, that, that's not bad. Because again, that's being a good steward, right? We cannot forget that God is there to help, that He wants to be involved. And there are some things we need to give to Him. Come on, there was no doubt in this story, in this lady. If Jesus wanted to heal, there was no, oh, Jesus, let me explain my problem. Let me give you, I've got a 2,000 word outline right now. This is my business proposal. And he goes, oh, okay, yep, interesting. I've got a leper over there. So come back in three business days. No, there was no doubt if he wanted to. It was the, I'm just reaching out. There was no doubt if he could. Because it was, man, if only I could grab just the, the fringe of his robe. If only I could grab the most worthless, useless, dirtiest, tattered part of him. I believe something could happen. I believe something could break. Come on, I don't, I don't think we got there tonight. I, I hope we can. But this morning, man, something powerful happened in worship when we were singing that song. And, and I, the, the part about it is it's not a desperation cry of something just needs to break. It's causation. If Jesus is here, something will break. If Jesus is Lord, something will be removed. That is the reality. And that's the reality that this person had the faith with. And that is why she saw her healing. She had faith. She reached out. Church, are you reaching out? Are you reaching out? You're just putting those anxieties down. You're putting those insecurities down. You're, those negative words that you, well, you're pushing down, but they're all over you because that's who you define yourself as. Come on, are you just reaching out saying, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I want what you have for me. I want healing. I need it. Come on, we've got to be believing that things can change. We need to believe again that He's put something in us that means we can rise above. We are not just our base instincts. We are not animals. And for you, maybe the reaching out, the, the rising above those, those issues and those thought patterns is, for some of us, it's just reaching to the top shelf of the fridge. Man, for some of, some of you, it might be, man, I, I cannot reach up to the sky high enough because it is hard. My encouragement for you is, if all you can muster is a little prayer, is a little thing, there's an honest interaction in the Bible that gives me hope every day. Come on, when I am struggling to see how Jesus could make a way, Mark 9, Jesus goes to heal this little boy and his, his, his dad has lived with him his whole life with this thing. Jesus says, do you believe I can heal? Father cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Come on, if all you can muster is help my unbelief, that's still reaching out. That's still grabbing the fringe of the robe. God, just help me see. Help me believe. God, I don't know how, but just do something. Come on, it's not you do you. I need Jesus to do Jesus. 
I need what He has. Come on, He will not be offended or hurt at your insecurities. He will not be offended or hurt at your lack of faith because He's still saying, well done, good and faithful servant. Man, we gotta reach out. And as we end tonight, let me, let me give you two tips. I, I wanna give you two things that I believe when, when you reach out to Jesus for help, and I, he could do a million things, but I, I reckon that these two things he might ask you to do to start on this, this journey of healing. It's number one, which is don't hold back. Number one, don't hold back. We gotta get in the habit of, come on, stop digging, throw the shovel away and submit every thought to Christ. What does that look like? Well, it's in gray there, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So anything that is saying you are less than a son and daughter of Christ, rubbish, we've got to throw it away because it's setting up against that. Now it says we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. When I read that, I, I imagine, man, it's like, like grabbing a bull by the horns, right? You've got to look at it. You've got to address it, right? You can't do that when it's buried down here, hidden away, swept under the rug. What is this thought? What is this saying about me? What is this saying about a child of God? What is this saying, saying about His dearly and most beloved? Okay, well, that's not lining up with Scripture submitting it to obedient to Christ. That's not lining up with what His Word says. That's not lining up with who I know God has created me to be. So we got to grab it, we got to address it, and then go, well, now what do I do with it? Which is give it back to Him. Give it back to Him. And the second one, it, it might feel like a bit of a left turn here from where we've been going tonight, but I think it needs to be addressed, which is don't do it alone. Yeah. Oh, no, no, He said it. Ah, you got to talk to people. I was very clear about confess your sins to one another and you will be healed. Unfortunately, as much as we'd love just to deal with Jesus, He wants to do something in us and through us. Ecclesiastes 4, more just for you to see, but there's, there's a lot there about two people being together. We've got to be with other people. We've got to let people in and we've got to open up to others as well. This is why we harp on and on and on about you need to get into a small group. This is not about a quota. This is not about just this nice tagline like your, your community's great. No, this is, you need it. You're not going to experience healing on your own. You're going to miss out on something because you need to be all in with people. You need to be all in with people, not just for yourself, but man, for them. Again, this isn't just about joining something because, again, you can do it. You could go to a small group. You could sit there and, oh, no one's saying anything. Well, they're not asking me about this and this isn't a safe space. And maybe, maybe he's calling. It's time for you to set the culture. Maybe he's calling you say, hey, someone needs to open up. So start. Man, imagine, imagine at your small group next week if someone was the first one to say, guys, I've actually been struggling with this stuff. Can you pray for me? Imagine the, the openness that would bring for you. Going, oh, sweet, someone else said it. Come on, how great would it be to be in a community where you're going, guys, I cannot see a way out. All I can muster is a help my unbelief prayer. Can you extend your faith for me? Can you guys help me? Can you be with me? Come on, that is what we want to see. That is the community we know exists in this place. I can name, I could just think of so many small groups, so many different communities, friends of people that have been there for one another through thick and thin. Come on, and seen the power of God move. 
And if you need to see that, well, then maybe it's time for you to start it. Again, that is the adventurous use of our gifts. Come on, being all in, standing out, the creative use of our opportunities. God wants to heal you. He wants you to be made whole. That is His desire. His plan is for you to prosper in body, in spirit, in soul. Stop hiding it. Stop ignoring it. Stop pushing it down. It's time to go. I am reaching out to you, Jesus. I want what you have for me. Whether it's to help my unbelief, whether it's God, I'm naming it. I'm declaring it. Whatever it is, you've got to reach out. Don't hold it back. Don't keep it buried. Because when you invite Jesus in, when you give Him permission, when you say, when you reach out to Him, that's the thing, something has to break. Causation. Something has to break. Do you want it? Do you need it? Come on, this is a posture we got to get into of I will constantly, I'm never going to deal with this on my own. I'm never going to hold it in. I'm, I'm done bearing it. I'm done ignoring it. It's time to just go, Jesus, I'm all in. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, help me. Because He can do it. He's a healer. We cannot ignore Him because this is what He's given us. This is the life He's entrusted us with. Don't believe the lie that you're meant to push through and challenge through. And well, that's just what it is. Oh, He's got so much better for you. If only you'd grab out and reach the, the hem of His garment. Go on, church, can I pray for you? Let me close our eyes. God, I thank you so much that you've entrusted us with this life. Lord, and we, we take this moment now to, to say or commit or recommit and go, I will be a good steward of the most important thing you've given me. Not my money, not my time. No, no, me, my identity. The thing you created that you love the most. The, the part of me that even when it was messed up and my sin, well, you sent your son Jesus to die for that. For me, because that is worth it because I know who I created them to be because I know all they can become. God, for those of us that are struggling, that are going through these thoughts, these, these challenges, our soul is messed up, our identity is skewed. Lord, I pray you just release healing right now across this place. Lord, release healing across this place. We know we've got to reach out though. So can, I, actually, can we all just stand for a second? Why don't we all just stand where we are? Come on, if you, if you need healing, this is where we reach out. This is where we reach out. And just while we're in this moment of faith, I just, just want you to, if, if you feel there's things you've buried, that you've been hiding, that you've been digging deep down, it's time to bring them to Him. So just hold your hands out in front of you. If there's things that you need Him to heal, there's parts of you that are scarred and torn up, there's thoughts that are saying you're anything less than a child of God. Come on, just hold them out and give them to Him. Gone are the days of shoving every mess under the carpet, in the closet. No, no, we come to the foot of the cross, our mess laid flat, strewn everywhere. Yet Jesus, you say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come on, let me help you. Let me heal you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. God, release healing over this place right now. Lord, over everyone that is reaching out, whether it's the hem of your garment, whether they're grabbing you tight. Come on, Lord, let healing fall right now on every single person. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Well, there is always a way with you. 
Come on, have your way. Lord, that something is breaking right now. Come on, let addictions be breaking. Let anxiety be breaking. Depression be breaking. Mental illness be breaking. God, we, we will not deny you the, the, the job of healer any longer. We will not disinclude it from the things we're asking help for. Jesus, bring healing right now. Come on, I mentioned it before that if, if you are without Jesus, if you have not been following Him, if, if your life has not been something of going, Jesus, where to next? Come on, you need to give your life to Him. He has so much greater for you. You've been trying to fill that empty hole in you by shoving the wrong shape in there. Is, is this fitting? Is this fitting? Is this fitting? And it's just not fitting. Come on, Jesus is the answer. And all you need to do is reach out. Say, Jesus, I want you. I want to know you. Because He wants to walk alongside you. He's not there to condemn and point. He's there to lift you out of the hole and say, let me take you to where you need to go. So if you need to say, yes, Jesus, I will follow you. Yes, Jesus, save me. Fix my soul, fix my mind, fix my body, fix my spirit. Come on, just right now, just raise your hand up as if you're reaching out to Him saying, Jesus, I need you. Come on, who else needs to make that decision? Jesus, I need you. Come on, I see those hands. I believe there's more people that you have not made that decision yet and you are missing out. Oh, I don't want to see you miss out. Come on, one more moment. If you need Jesus, you need to come back to Him, if whatever it is, because He was always turned around saying, oh, welcome home. Man, that is so brave of you guys. I can't wait. That is fantastic. Let me pray for you guys and an example that you can pray for yourself with Jesus. And as simple as this, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins, my mistakes, my past. Lord, right now you're looking ahead. Jesus, I pray you show them their plans and the, the, the future that you've got for them. Lord, the greatness and goodness that is in store for them, God, for who you have called them to be, that they are a child of yours, a son and daughter, a royal priesthood. Come on, not the lowest, but the highest. Thank you, Jesus, that you will be with us every day of our lives. You will never leave us or forsake us. Come on, in the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.au on Facebook or Instagram or head to the highlandschurch.org.au website for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.